Welcome to Professional Practice Podcast, where we're meeting and chatting to a range of experts and leaders in architecture and the construction industry. You can hear a train uh, behind me because I'm in the offices here of Naro Studio. Uh, my name is Austin Williams, Senior Lecturer at Kingston School of Art in London, and today we're delighted to be talking to the founders of Naro, an architectural photography company who've worked on a variety of projects around the world and who also teach at the University of the Arts. So what we want to try and do is to look at uh, how photography is being used, how the uh, founders operate, how they set the company up, and really what the benefits of photography are to architectural practice. So this is a podcast and we're going to be talking about imagery without the benefit of images. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to kind of use your imagination. And you can also access Naro's work on www.naro.com. N-A-A-R-O. So, first of all, Marcella, do you want to say who you are? You can pronounce your surname better than I can. <laughs> okay. uh, and say a little bit about yourselves and your practice. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, so my name is Marcela Spadaro and um, I co-founded NARO together with a photographer, documentary photographer, uh, Fraya Nayade. Um, our studio is, uh, we are based in London and we also have at the moment three photographers that are part of NARO uh, that work in, in uh, Brazil, um, George in between uh, Berlin and Greece and then we have Ethan in Taiwan. But our studio is based here in London, and uh, the focus of our work mainly is innovative architecture. So um, that's where we work with a lot of um, avant-garde and young practices, and that's where we photograph a lot of pavilions as well. <laughs> but we are also interested in more consolidated projects of architecture where perhaps innovation happens more in discrete areas of the project. Okay. Yeah. So you are an architect. You were an architect? You... I was an architect. Okay. I am I am an architect, actually. I, if I, you are an architect, you're always an architect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, I studied architecture in Argentina, and then I came uh, to London to work with Zaha, uh-huh. uh, with whom I worked for 10 years. Um, yes, and then I also studied uh, fine art at Central San Martin, so I did my professional practice at Barlet. Okay. So, first of all, before we go any further, Nara, what does it mean? Where does the name come from? Uh, it, it, it comes from Friars and Mine surnames. So, okay. it's uh, the beginning of Friars surnames is, or second name is Nayade, so it's Na, and then Spadaro ends with a- A-R-O. Do you now classify yourself, especially when you were a bit reticent about saying that you still are an architect? Uh, how, do you, how do you see yourself now? Are you a photographer? Are you an architect? Are you an architectural photographer? Uh, a... Yeah, I see myself as an architectural photographer. Okay. I mean, I, I, I was a very passionate architect and I always loved architecture and I loved practicing with Zaha Hadid. Um, I never thought about it and, uh, and I also taught architecture at university. And then uh, what happened is that after 10 years I took a sabbatical. And during that sabbatical, Freya had a commission to photograph a building and she said why she knew a lot about photography but not architecture. And, and, and so she asked me, would you like to, um, to do this with me? And we did that project and we had a lot of fun and that's how it happened. So it's not something that I, I, I can understand as I had a, um, I enjoyed doing photography before or I had a thought about it before. I didn't. <laughs> it just happened like this, which, which was very strange because I have always thought very much about all my decisions and <laughs> my professional decisions. And, and, and as I said, I have always been very committed and passionate. And, but it happened very spontaneously and I, um, 
And I love that it happened like that. Okay, so you're not actually working as an architect now? I'm not, I'm not. Do you miss miss that at all? I don't, I don't. (laughs) No, it's it's very strange. (laughs) But because, as I said, I loved it, but I don't. I don't uh, because I somehow photography opened for me a world that I didn't imagine before. What we were talking about also meeting different, different people and also looking at a lot of different architecture. Right. And I think I feel um, I feel much more open and uh, and I am much more curious about architecture than I was before, and this is for me fantastic. It's a new new experience. Okay, well, it's interesting. We'll probably come on to that. What photography does, how it opens up your perceptions of architecture, and how you've developed your curiosity. Because you were saying earlier, we were chatting before I switched the recorder on about your interest in meeting people and your your engagement with social life and you know how you how you like to converse with people so again i think when i do something i'm very um very focused very intense and for me for example when i joined saka it was the moment in where uh, it was 2004 and she has just won the pritzker prize and at the office we were at the moment in where the language was, was being consolidated there was a lot of uh, still a lot of research there was always a lot of research and for me this was very interesting that I was completely absorbed in that. So I was everything, you know, when you get up and you think about that and you go to bed or, and you think about that too, there was no, I mean, work has never been work for me. So right. it's, it's the same thing, it's what I'm thinking about. Right. So, and when I was at Zaha, of course, if you're at Zaha, this is very demanding and it's because you love it, because it's intense. And uh, well, yes, and I yeah. You weren't burned out after no, ten years. No, no, of no, 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 no. As I said, I for me, I always, uh, I always enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I cannot say. I, I know there are different experiences, but for me, it was always it was always a place in where we created. Because as I said, I also I also did art uh, many years, and I studied fine art. Mm-hmm. And in Saha. Whenever we had to do a project, it was um, what you say when you do a contemporary project is that you think of a problem from from this time. So with all the so every project we had, we thought about it again, about architecture again. So this is this is a creative act. You don't repeat, you don't repeat typologies, uh, you don't you don't repeat solution, but you think about it again. So it was very very um, creative act to do projects to okay. design and to, 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 I mean, the, the whole process. So for me, I was very busy. I, and, and, I, um, and I really, um, I really enjoyed it. And so I don't... So having lost that level of creativity, do you see photography as being an equally creative subject, art form? Yeah, I think... Is, is it an art form for you or is it a, I don't know, an art form? Uh, no, I think I think there is a little bit of art in everything you do, in the sense that um, you know you there is a part of the project that doesn't solve anything, but it's a kind of aspiration. Mm-hmm. Like in innovative architecture, you know, when you when you do a project where you want to innovate, maybe maybe you have a programmatic innovation, maybe you have a formal innovation, maybe maybe it's just a pavilion, maybe it's just a uh, you test a, a te- technolo- technological idea. Um, so, but there will be a part of the project that is unsolved. For me, this has to do with art. It's an aspiration. It has to do, in this case, with space and, and, and with form, perhaps, depending on the project. But so this is an artistic effort within the project. So I think in photography, um, what we do, basically, our, 
creation, creative aspect uh, of the practice uh, relates to how we create a story of a project. So what we do when we photograph, we say we are going to document a project. When we talk about documentation, we think this is to tell the story of a project through a series of images. So how we tell that story is what differentiates us from other photographers. And so, yeah, sorry. No, I don't mean to stop you, but yeah. uh, uh, that narrative, is that your narrative or is that the client's narrative or is it the architect's narrative? Um, as always, there is, there, is a, there is an idea, a scenario for us, but we are also, an, I mean, we have sometimes occasions in where we can apply whatever we want to do or whatever we would like to do. For example, for us, if we would, if we would document a project um, and the client would say to us, please, we love your work, uh, do whatever you, you want. For us, there would be always an aspect that relates to the discipline. For example, we would focus on uh, architectural and design aspects, but we would also focus on the um, cultural and physical context of the project. So the user, for us, the ideal documentation is a, bit, a little bit about this. But sometimes, for example, the clients, uh, a client can come and say, uh, Marcela, can you come and document the project before it opens uh, the doors to, to the public? Therefore, the building is empty and you are forced to do a certain narrative because, you, for example, now we are going to document the DNA by uh, Kengo Kuma and we, have asked, uh, we are going to do a video. Uh, we have asked to actually to uh, doing once the project is open. So we, we, we have booked uh, the weekend of the 6th, I think the 6th of October. Because ideally, because we had the freedom to do that. So I said, well, ideally we would like to tell the story of the project where, when, when, when there are users. Uh, yeah, because that's the cliched criticism of architectural photography, isn't it? That it's basically a pure empty shell which looks pristine, there's no yeah. dirt, there's no people, there's no life. You're telling the story of the architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. architecture is a lived experience. Uh, obviously it has to be peopled and has to be used. So are you, do you prefer that idea of having a building people? I, I, I think, to be honest, for me, I actually was <clears throat> in Paris recently. I was working, but I had the chance to go to a, to a lecture from... Um, um, of an architect, um, one of the founders of Entre Sitio, um, and um, she showed this beautiful building that they have done, and there was this criticism. Someone asked, "Well, but those um, those images don't really depict the building how we normally see it now." And I mean, the fact was that they did the documentation. It was it was. I think they just hadn't thought so much about it. The pictures were beautiful, but of course. Uh, the the person from the audience thought that this is a limited uh, view of the building and I think that's that's not a problem and it's for a certain audience for a limited audience what it, what perhaps and, and I don't prefer or not prefer I understand that sometimes this just happens um, because the architect didn't know or um, and they thought oh, okay great before it's open we do it sometimes it could be intentional but I also don't find that wrong because there are certain buildings that are, they have a beautiful aspect to it. For example, when you photograph them, focus on, on, on the shadows and light and something else is revealed through the photographs. And this is it's a little bit more abstract and it's for a certain audience and that's, that's not wrong. It's a view. For example, at Saha, I remember she always commissioned, I think sometimes five photographers, sometimes less, but there was a variety of views 
And so that was really interesting because you have this person, Helen Binet, that, do, that would do these beautiful, beautiful photographs, black and white, and this is one story. And then you have someone that is more straightforward and someone else, and, someone, and this, these are narratives. And I don't think anything is right or wrong. But for me, uh, as, a, as an architectural photographer, I, I, what I think is important now is to discuss, to have a conversation with the architect and to say, uh, because we are the experts of the images. And now an image is the most widely consumed, a photograph is the most widely consumed image of, the, of a project because it instantly everyone sees it. You know, in the past we would, we would go with, um, we, we, you would organize, when I studied architecture, we said, okay, we are going to see this building of Le Corbusier. Everyone book a ticket, we all have to fly. But now immediately a project opens and in two hours everyone has seen it. So it's very important. So I think what is important is is to have a conversation and as, as professionals to say with the architects. I think communication is very important to say, look, would you like to focus on this? There is a specialized audience. For example, am, am I talking too much? You want to ask me something? <laughs> no, no, because, <laughs> because no, I could always... No. Well, no, no, my eyes weren't glazing over. I was no, just... No, I was, I was no, no, I'm happy it's, to it's listen. a true question. No, no, because I talk a lot. And yeah, I'm no, I've, I've noticed. But um, that's good. I noticed. <laughs> But no, because I was going to tell you something else. No, well, well, let me ask you then. Let me butt in. Because yeah, yeah, Susan Sontag, you know, the famous um, yeah. American uh, commentator on, on aesthetics, if you like, uh, she said, if I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quoting correctly, but you know, she said that uh, photography is propaganda. Mm-hmm. And she said a lot of worse things than that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about that? I mean, she said that in a kind of a rude way rather than a, just a matter-of-fact way. So do you think that you're delivering the truth of the building and then you can tell me what you think that what that is or, or do you think you are propagandizing about a building, selling a building uh, I, I don't think the truth exists so long as there are people that we, I mean because we all have we all have a different perception and we all have different sensitivity sensitivities I think if um, as I said I also teach uh, architectural photography so I show my students different approach not just our work but different people and sure. you can see that they are photographers, that they, uh, um, they focus in creating a lot of images of a project, uh, in, every, in photographing every corner of the building and, um, and perhaps not uh, enhancing the image at all in post-production. But that doesn't mean that the image is true because obviously the camera has a certain setting of white balance. So not because you don't do post-production, it means that the camera delivered the true um, the true but, image. But Roger Scruton argues that, not that you mind what Roger Scruton says, but he does argue that photography is representation of the truth because he, he's effectively making a comment that if you make a painting, then obviously you can distort, you can leave things out and all the rest of it. Take a photograph in his interpretation, you take a photograph of what is there, regardless of the angle and, the, and all the rest of it. Uh, how do you how do you think um, that? No, I, I think um, I think that uh, photographs can be very different, and I. Uh, but we not only because we have different uh, lenses we can use. You can distort, you cannot distort. But uh, I mean, what is not distorting? I think we we offer a narrative the same when you when you do your writings, mm-hmm. you write about a reality, and this is very much your point of view. Of mm-hmm. course, you try to be tr- truthful mm-hmm. to what you feel, but also there is a lot of. Uh, perception that is attached to form, to colors, to experience, spatial experience. So uh, I am, through my work, I am translating an experience that I have. And I'm also focusing on things that I think 
are important. So in that exercise of disregarding certain things and focusing on other, of course, I'm not being objective. I'm being, because I, it's not possible. Even if I would try to be very true, it is, the, the truth doesn't exist. I, I don't think, and I don't think that the one is deliberate, I mean, to deliberately uh, show something in a different light, is that, that would be to lie, but I yeah, think- Yeah, so photoshopping in characters, photoshopping happy smiling faces, if people are miserable in a building would be a, would be a step too far. Well, if, if people are miserable, yes, but what yeah. happens sometimes in post-production is that uh, what, what is called to collect data on site, which means that with your camera, you take different pictures of the same buildings and, and of, of the same image, and then you capture different passersby. And then, uh, this is something that many photographers do, they yeah. compose it in one image, and in a way, it's, you freeze the time. Yeah. It's also not so much uh, a lie in my, in, my, in my view. I think that, um, ju just to go back to, to, to the intention of your question, I, I, um, I think that every photographer offers a, a personal view and normally architects are attracted to certain views. So, and that's why an architect decides to collaborate with somebody. Sure. Um, and you're saying that you're actually attract, attracted to a certain architecture, in innovative architecture, you call it. Yeah. What is what is innovative architecture? Well, innovative, innovative well, as, well, I don't know if you could if you could call uh, call it innovative architecture as a group, but I am interested in innovation within architecture, be it uh, programmatic innovation, technological innovation, so long as it's aimed to improve our way of being. For example, if we save material and therefore we damage less the planet, or if it is a programmatic innovation in where. Um, in where uh, certain activities can place can take place uh, in a better way, or, or yeah, normally a lot of a lot of uh, innovations are at the moment related to how to damage less the, the environment. Um, so we are we are interested in this. Uh, for example, just to give you an example, we we uh, and as I said, we photograph a lot of pavilions because we. Uh, we work with a lot of emerging architects that uh, their, their biggest projects are pavilions sometimes uh, where you test ideas and these, these ideas tend to be singular ideas. No? For example, um, we photograph a lot Mark Forms, uh, who's an architect that we, whose work we love. And um, there, there is a lot of uh, technological innovation. He, he, he does a sort of structural research, but also have a, uh, it has a um, spatial, obviously, consequence. So, you find these structures that potentially could, could become architecture uh, and, and, and propose a sort of more organic uh, space um, or a more fluid space. And for me, this is interesting because I think, is this, um, is, will, this will this bring an, uh, a more interesting organization of space or materiality of the space in the future? So I'm interested in that. And, and it's predominantly contemporary architecture that you're talking about yes you, yes yeah. yes because there has been we can go back to different kind yeah. of innovations to yeah. modern architecture as in uh, modernism or uh, I mean there, there has always been uh, innovation yeah. um, so <clears throat> architecture that we see now as classical has been innovative so yeah, exactly. at, certain, at a certain exactly. point yeah. you got you got the gist of what I was going to ask you that's yeah. good um, so look um, uh, you and Freya both teach at the University of the Arts in London um, I saw on the website that you say that your course provides, quotes, essential conceptual and technical tools that would enable you to develop your practice. Yeah. That's quite a bold claim, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, what 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 kind of tools yeah. and, and what does it mean? Exactly. So what we do, um, this is an intensive short course, and we have people coming from different countries. And I mean, obviously, LCC is a fantastic university. It's one of the best to, to study uh, photography and communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, we, we, the reason we say that... Uh, first sorry, of, just to quickly, Kingston School of Art is very good as well. <laughs> ah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so um, so the way we, we thought this course is because it's for photographers already. So you have to, our students have, uh, can use a camera manually and have, have knowledge about photography. So what we do is we put a course together with everything we would have liked to know when we started practice professionally and that we could not get this information from. For mm-hmm. example, from so what, what we do, we, we, we cover, you, you asked me, conceptual. So we, sh- we talk about what does it mean to practice architectural photography, photography, but we introduce them to the work of different photographers. So we, we, we read them different views on, on this and different contemporary views. Again, this, this, this is a contemporary take on it. And we are very clear about that, not, not to be um, uh, incorrect. And then we also give them technical uh, tools. We bring all our photography equipment so they know, I think when you start, you want to know what you are missing. Because, you know, I have this. Uh, the worst thing when you start something is the doubt. I think that's right, but are they using that equipment or not? So we show them everything and they, they are able to place themselves. Okay, I have up to here. If I would like to practice professionally, I would need this. But we also help them. We, we tell them you don't need to spend all this money. We give them also tools to, to be able to start um, without having, for example, differentship lenses or how to correct images so that they, uh, they can be sort of within a professional level. So from settings from the camera to what equipment, uh, we teach them to retouch images and we talk about clients, how, how we, basically we open our practice and they can ask us everything. How much we charge at the beginning, how, how much we charge, how do we invoice, we show them our contracts, we show them um, everything that we do. So at the end, they can, so and that, in that sense, it enables to start your practice in the sense of, you, you know, you, they are photographers already. And this is for people who, who would like to become architectural photographers. So you have this, you have the techniques, you have the equipment, and you have the concept. Uh, it's super intense. I mean, and so far we are very happy, and the, the university also seems to be happy. In terms of developing your practice, mm-hmm. how do you get work? I mean, is it word of mouth? Is it does your website play an important um, role in what you do? I actually don't know uh, if the work the website plays uh, a big role. Um, for us, it was important to have a portfolio so um, we thought we have to photograph projects but projects that uh, somehow show the direction in where we would like to um, to develop ourselves so in the beginning we did projects for free uh, would, we would like to uh, we, we love your project we would like to document it and then we are happy to share uh, our images with, with you uh, could we come yes because I think the difficult thing is that they are that people allow you to use a tripod so that's what yeah, yeah. And um, so we documented the projects we like, and then we said, okay, um, this, this is the, these are the architects we would like to collaborate with, and so we called them. Uh, and we said, this is our work, um, and that's how we started. Do you have problems photographing? I mean, I know London has this very strange thing of lots of public spaces, so-called public spaces, which then turn out to be private-owned, and security guards come and tell you that you can't put a tripod or you can't film. 
uh, even around the area of Central Saint Martin, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of quite tricky. As it happens, you are allowed to film in public space in London yeah. without a license, even though many people will tell you that you have to have a license and they try it on. But do you find that you have that kind of difficulty in the UK, and do you have similar difficulties in? The rest of the world, or, or do you um, I mean, there are differences. I mean, we now we most of the time we photograph for clients, so we don't have um, we don't have this problem, and that's why, um, for example, in France, it's, it's it's very bad. If you want to do something with the tripod, immediately somebody comes and it it changes. It's, it's uh, there is a there is an interesting map that we always share with our students. What what policies in every country, but. Um, the way, as I said, now we mostly work for clients and we don't have, but for our students, for example, in our course, we always take, take them to photograph a building. And what we do is we call, we have to call, for example, um, uh, what we tell our student is if you want to photograph something, try to contact, maybe not the architect, because probably the architect already has pictures and, and, um, and they don't have the time to organize another photo shoot and maybe you are, you are starting. But if you call, for example, the, the institution and, and, and you are willing maybe to share the images with them, this is, this is a good way to, uh, to perhaps uh, have uh, permission to, to photograph and, 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 and to begin to, to build your portfolio. Okay, so that, that question we talked about earlier about how to enhance your practice. Um, do you find or would you argue that your work enhances the value of the practice, the, uh, the architect practice? I mean, you are you you're giving value to an architect. Uh, hopefully, yes. Um, or is that too kind of commercial and too? Unclean? No, 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 no. And actually, no, absolutely not. And uh, it does bring value when there is a an an understanding from the side of the architectural photographer of what is important for the architect, because different architects architects care about different things, and uh, and I think that. Uh, the photography is an element, uh, is, 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 a, is, is a, an, an extra element of communication of your work as they are renders and drawings. And, and so ideally, um, for example, when I work for an architect, I looked when we, before photographing, we, we talk about the project, I look at plans, I look at drawings, I look at the colors of the drawings and there is a mood and, the, and, and, and I look at, uh, at what are the, the the design intentions, and it's not that we um, that we uh, force something into it, but you, you you look for those, and because this is the message we want to, everything, all objects have, they they could potentially have a lot of messages, but ideally um, uh, you collaborate in in communicating this message that is also important for them. So you wouldn't, or would you? Would you like to be brought in early in a project? I mean, would you like the photography yes. of yes. the image to somehow influence the development of the architecture? I don't know that, but actually I just gave a talk and um, I think that uh, when we somehow I presented this idea that I think that architectural photographers should be like a sort of consultant to architecture, like in the same way that you have service engineering or structural engineering and so not uh, so not perhaps not a design like concept design but before the, the building is finished to have a sort of conversation about the image what is it that we are going trying to convey it's it's, it's happening more and more but still it's early stages of this this uh, communication so what do you think about the, the fact you mentioned it yourself that you're doing video 
mm-hmm. uh, and I, I see that you you have drone photography and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. You know, there's there's lots of kind of new avenues, technological avenues coming up for photographing. We actually did a course uh, for uh, the communication team of Foster uh, and Palmers, and f- basically to their render team, communication team, and drawing and render. And this was very interesting because they brought us, who are photographers, to, to have a conversation with uh, with the people who, uh, who are building uh, the image at early stages. And uh, so we we also learn a lot, by the way, because we. I mean, we look at their work in terms of the, the renders, and we, we, we share our work. Uh, but I think there, so the, I think there are parallels in the design process, design files. So, and the same time, B-rate and video is there is a sort of uh, also again another relationship there, which I don't I don't know where it would end. But definitely, I think um, now, for example, I'm working with an architect, and he would like that all his projects we would we show them through video. Uh, in terms of our approach, when we document a project, we tend to do less images than more and then and i think that's that's interesting because an image can evoke certain things and you can imagine things that are not there and i think this is interesting like you see an image and and, and you're like ah okay and the rest Uh, and this allows you to to imagine us in in a creative way and in an image there could be the suggestions for for a next uh, design uh, move i don't know but a video, in, in, uh, if you talk about depicting every aspect of an object as in documentation, as in a very descriptive documentation, I think. So, would you like there? more coffee? Or? No. No? I'm fine. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so, in terms of the techniques have changed and you're moving with the times in some ways, um, have your architectural interests changed? Your likes, dislikes? You don't have no, to they, they are, Yeah, no, they, they haven't, yeah. I have more interests, so and and, and more more diverse, uh, which for me, of course, uh, w- which I like very much, and I'm very excited about. As I said, when I when I had my period of, of um, working at Saha, I I still believe very much in that project as an architectural project, um, and I think I I very much believe in fluid space and complex space, and um, but. I um, I am I look at many more different things and I am and allow allow myself to think about different possibilities and different takes and I mean certainly I, I, I like contemporary takes as it's what are we how, with all the elements that we have today and what our realities and, and, and everything what do we produce I love that yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking at everything I'm interested in many more different people many more different projects and I think that's a that's a nice present that this brought me, that Absolutely. this change of, uh, yeah, professional. Absolutely. So, I mean, just to kind of continue that cheerful thought, do you have plans for the next five years? Do you know where you want to be? I'd like to, um, I don't know if I should talk about it. <laughs> no. Uh, it's something that we have started and it, it doesn't, it's not working 100%, which is um, to, to make a strong team of photographers. I mean, we, we, they are talented, we like them, we have a workflow, but it's, it's still difficult for clients to see that they, when they, they come to NARO, that is not Friar or myself. And in, in, in architecture, it, hap- it happens a lot. No? I, I would go, uh, when I was working at Zaha, I would go to see a client and, and it is understood that I would discuss with Zaha. 
uh, back at the office or um, so this is and, and it's, it's understood that you can share a way of designing and, and for but for photography is the same so ideally I would like that we grow into a, a stronger team and that uh, and that I'm able to uh, that, that, that this works uh, fluently which it doesn't at the moment but that, that's that's what I would like I, I love also collaborating with other photographers and we, we the way we work is that we discuss the project they photograph but we also retouch it in London or wherever so it's, it's really a creative team and I like to to make them larger and, and working better perfect I think we can stop there yeah on the on the, on the vision of global domination ah. uh, and a giant narrow uh, collective um, terrific insight really really interesting actually I, I enjoyed it I hope it's given uh, listeners an insight into different avenues, different aspects uh, of architecture and representation. And uh, that's it. Uh, the shutters have come down. My name is Dr. Williams. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Professional Practice Podcast.